Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Everybody, it is 106 and Evident. Bob Stafford, Brendan S. Scott with you in Oilers Now, which is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Wishing you and yours all the best during these uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. So here's the deal. If you missed the first hour of the show, you missed Edmonton Oilers general manager, Ken Holland, and former Tampa Bay GM, uh, the man that headed up Octagon's agency, the agency that represents Leon Dreisettle and Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and that is Brian Lawton. And speaking of Ken Holland and Brian Lawton, on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, former defenseman Marcus texted the show to say, Bob, good call with Ken Holland, great call with Brian Lawton. I don't know about you, but as an Oilers fan, I feel better. I, too, believe it's onwards and upwards for the Oilers. There's simply too much talent and skill for any other outcome. In regard to the trade deadline, don't mortgage the future. That one comes to us from former defenseman Mark. All right, in this hour, in 29 seconds' time, David Staples from the Cult of Hockey, and we'll also hook up with our... NHL insider for Legacy Heating and Cooling, John Shannon. We're going to talk to John a bit about the upcoming uh, ESPN deal that uh, just got announced today. We'll tell you that guests on the show received gift certificates from Japanese Village. Don and his staff at Japanese Village are thrilled to serve you again for dine-in and take-out orders. Full details at jvedmonton.ca. As we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, we welcome back to the show david staples hi david how you doing great bob how are you uh good still making friends i see (laughs) (laughs) what did i do now (laughs) don't tell me it's it's every time you're on the show on the wednesday somebody drags me into like a 16 thread twitter conversation about you know you know, vaccination and Canada's oh. slow rollout. It's kind of funny, right? It's like, you don't agree with me, so you must be an idiot. So there you go. So I don't know. I think there's Sounds a lot like of Twitter. 
uh, it sounds like there's a lot of Canadians these days that are realizing the situation we're in at this stage. We'll see if that improves. Here we go. Uh, we're going to focus on the Oilers. So, uh, and I am going to give you a heck for something else, but we're, we're going to focus on the Oilers first, and we're going to talk about defense. Uh, did you see, uh, you heard Ken Holland's, I don't know if you heard Ken Holland's I comments. I did hear it, yeah. About Darnell Nurse. I mean, um, there was some uncertainty out there in the marketplace that Nurse would be capable of playing at this level. Suffice to say, he's been able to do it. Uh, he's clearly a leader on the team, as evidenced by the fight the other night with Milan Lucic, one of the toughest men in the game when his team was flat. Your assessment on Nurse's improved play? Every year, Bob, he seems to add uh, something new to his game. He looks like someone, and I don't know this for sure, but I do remember hearing that he trained regularly with Adam Oates. And um, Adam Oates is just a fabulous skills coach. So what I noticed this year with Nurse is just a newfound calmness and cleverness with the puck. When he goes back on puck retrievals, which is probably when you listen to NHL defensemen, this is one of the hardest things they do. They go back, get that puck, and people bearing down on them. He's just upped his game considerably. He gets the puck, and instead of skating kind of um, charging up the ice, whether that's a good decision or not, or firing a pass up the boards, he's taken his time to puck protect, make a clever play with a puck. Often he'll he'll fake one way, go the other. And the, and so this is, these are things that we just didn't see in his game, that kind of calm and poise with the puck. And, and it's just... It's kind of remarkable, and I've made this comparison before. I, I never saw Doug Harvey play, but from Scotty Bowman's description of Doug Harvey, the great Montreal defenseman of the 1950s, he played in a rocking chair. He was just calm. He got the puck. He moved the puck. He covered off the middle of the ice. No one got around him. And when I'm seeing Nurse right now, that's what's coming to mind is this defenseman who's who's starting to control and dominate the game with smart decision-making and poised. Uh, poised puck movement. It's interesting you mention that because I know I read the stats of the 22-year-old years for both Darnell Nurse and Larry Robinson. Uh, six goals, 26 points. Both guys had about 75 penalty minutes. Larry was like plus 32 on the Canadians, who are like one of the best teams in the league. Darnell was plus 15 that year and not a very good Oilers team that missed the playoffs. Uh, Larry Robinson would you know, he got it in the 1970s. Not and I for you guys that maybe saw Robinson play late in his career at the 19 in the late 80s. In the 1970s, he was one of the toughest players in the league. Took apart Dave Schultz. Probably was a little scarier fighter than Darnell. That said, when Darnell has fought open like he did with Hunter Smith, he broke Hunter Smith's face and broke his will in the process. Like and and. Larry Robinson is one of the greatest defense. I don't know if Darnell Nurse can get, you know, all the way there, but Larry Robinson would transport the puck, David, and Larry Robinson had a little bit of you-know-what in him, and Darnell Nurse has got a little bit of that, as we saw the other night with, you know, we actually had some analytics types saying, oh, it's so stupid that he fought. You're scared that he fought, but you understand in the guts of the game why he fought. So, uh, and, and I did see Larry Robinson play, so that's why. And nobody thought Larry Robinson was going to be as good as he turned out to be, by the way. Just an FYI. No. Right, Bob, and, and you know, fighting com- to compare the eras of fighting. I mean, Larry Robinson, he took on a tough guy in Dave Schultz, but Dave Schultz 
Milan Lucic is is just a monster compared to in size compared yeah. to Dave Schultz. And there's all of these fighters, players that are are that much bigger. Nurse is similar in size to Larry Robinson, but the, the, like in terms of fighting, and just the fighting with people with Lucic doesn't have a visor, but fighting with guys with visors it changes everything. And, you know, Bob, you brought up that Robinson comparison a, a week or two ago, and, I, and when you first brought it up, it kind of I didn't get it. Like I thought, oh, that's a bit of a reach. But I'll tell you, just in the last just consistently he's nurse has been getting better this year and every game it seems he's getting calmer with the puck he has an odd off game but he's getting better with the puck and that 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 kind of that's what was missing from his game there the 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 puck movement was just wasn't there the puck carrying was but now that he's doing that he's just playing a complete game so it's the i read larry robinson's book it was all about the work ethic and with yeah. Darnell, I know how hard he works, and that's like, and he's, you know, and people say, people got to remember, Sir Savard, who had to alter his game after breaking his ankle, Sir Savard and Gila Point were, our, the Oilers didn't have Sir Savard and Gila Point playing ahead of Darnell, so he's been thrust into more challenging times. He's been terrific. One guy that's bounced back, Adam Larson. Do the Edmonton Oilers need to re-sign him, David? Yeah, Bob, I can't imagine this team without Adam Larson. He's kind of the textbook player, like the, the hard to play against right now. He's the hardest. He's harder to play against than Darnell Nurse. And Darnell Nurse is a pretty rough customer. But Adam Larson, uh, if there's a power forward on the other team, there's nobody on the ice for the that I want more on the ice for the Oilers than Adam Larson. The way he's... Uh, harassed and handled first Matthew Kachuk and Brady Kachuk in the first game there. There was a play in the third period where, where um, you know, Ottawa still coming on, maybe has a chance to get back in the game, and, and Kachuk's coming down the ice. He's their most dangerous attacker. And Larson just smashed him into the corner, just swept him away. He does that consistently. I mean, compared to, you know, in terms of shot blocking and hits, he is way above every other Oilers defenseman. He just plays a completely different style. You know, William Loggison might start to play that that style of shutdown defense, but there's no one else on the Oilers who, who comes close. In terms of Oilers defensemen who play tough minutes, you know, in the top four, he, he is right now by far the one who's least likely to make a mistake on a scoring chance against. He just He's just solid, rock solid in his own zone. And I think because it's difficult to measure that statistically, um, it's something that doesn't get us talked about as much as it should. But it is... You got to have defensemen who can do that in the NHL. And the Oilers, we just missed. We didn't have for years a shutdown defenseman who could break the cycle against good power forwards. We have that guy. He is going to. He's uh, 28 now. He'll be 29. Let's say they sign him to a three-year deal. He'd be 29, 30, and 31 in those deals. And yes, it's a risk because um, he's uh, he plays a rough style and he's getting older. But it's probably a worth a risk worth taking if you can get him at a at a reasonable amount of money. Right now, Connor Yamamoto is on the line with McDavid and Drysaddle. Some would say, well, Yamamoto's in an unbelievable position. By the way, David, I believe he's going to get bridged uh, yeah. in his next deal. He's an RFA. But uh, others might say, oh, wait a sec here. Maybe you're not giving enough credence to what Yamamoto brings. What do you say? I think he's just perfect for that role. He's the he's kind of the you know they have the two superstars. Well, in his way, he's kind of a glue player extraordinaire. What he's so good at, Bob, is he can he can um, 
do well in a game without touching the puck much. I don't know if you put a, a stopwatch on Yamamoto how much he has the puck each game, but it isn't a lot. And yet you look at the score sheet at the end, and, he, and he'll have a point. Uh, and, he, and he won't have made any kind of mistakes on scoring chances against or on goals against. So he's just he's he he gets into the tough spots of the ice. Uh, to take and make passes, and he's very clever on the forecheck and very persistent on the forecheck. And but what I really like about him, and I think is underrated about him, is the defensive play. He's a very smart defensive player that's been recognized by the coaching staff. He's on the penalty kill, and it, and you know at, at first I was thinking, oh geez, you know McDavid and Drysdale, they like the offense. There might be a tendency in the defensive zone, like who's going to cover center? Are they going to leave it up to Yamamoto? But if they do leave it up to Yamamoto, even though he's really undersized, he's he's a strong player in the defensive slot because he's so smart and tenacious and knows where to be. So he could really – that line last year with Cassian on that line had real trouble uh, in terms of preventing goals against. And, and McDavid and Dreisaitl struggled in, in the defensive slot. Mm. But I think Yamamoto can cover for them. I think he's going to provide – to them, maybe what like Tikkanen did with Gretzky and Curry. He can be that kind of player. Well, Curry was pretty good defensively as well, as you know. Uh, David Staples, Call to Hockey, Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers now. David, you do the scoring chances. It is my belief that your scoring chances and numbers are pro Oilers, okay? That's my own personal perception, uh, taking a look at them, so for what it's worth. Uh, but that said, um, was it me or did the eye test, was it a little sketchy at times with RNH and Ennis with Paul Yarvin? I think Yeso's been pretty good, but what did you see out of that trio? Well, I was worried going into the game, Bob, that the defensive play, Nugent Hopkins is a strong two-way winger. Uh, on the when he's a center, he's a strong attacker. But he he we've watched him a long time playing center, and he's never really. Uh, I don't think he's never really come to excel down low on the defensive slot as a center. He gets overpowered. He he can puck watch a little bit much. And um, Ennis, I think, is the weakest winger on the Oilers when it comes to defense. He's the least likely. Like if if there's a dangerous point shot, check to see if it's Tyler Ennis out there because he's struggled with that this year so far. So these are two very good offensive hockey players. Uh, Nuge is a good defensive winger, not a center, and you have them out there together. And who's gonna who's gonna help break up the cycle? Who's gonna? Uh, stop that from happening and they were outshot I think it was four four shots to eight against Ottawa which isn't exactly a powerhouse team so I don't think that line works long term Pugliarvi's now a solid two-way player I don't have concerns about him Uh, but I don't think it works long term and and this is why the Oilers if they're going to go with this power line, which which could work, which could be an outstanding line over time, with McDavid and Drysaddle up top, they're going to have to to bring in another forward to help that second line. All right, uh, Jake DeBrusque, uh His name obviously is out there. Uh, the Boston Bruins, in their infinite wisdom, elected to scratch him. They scored one goal last night, by the way, lost in a shootout. Um, this guy scored 27 goals, David, in the year that the Boston Bruins went to the Stanley Cup final. His engagement level with Nazem Kadri, you know, got Kadri to do something stupid, and he got himself knocked out of the series. He had 19 goals last year. He's on pace for a 22 or 23 goal season. He's off to a tough start this year. He's not on their first year unit power play this year. He's the Bruins basically play their three best players together. The Oilers have spent the majority of their time splitting up their two best players, given a better chance for some of the other wingers. How would you assess Jake DeBrusque right now? I'd be worried about his even strength scoring in the last 
in the last year and a half. I mean, he's, I think he's at uh, 1.5-something points per 60. He's right kind of middle of the pack for regular NHL forwards. And he's paid a little bit more than that. Now, he's a young player, and he's done better than that previously. So you might think, uh, well, he'll improve. But he, he, his level of even strength scoring in that time period is below Tyler Ennis. It's below Andreas Afanasiu. Um, it's about the same as Kyle Turris. So um, I, I just, I, I'd be worried if if the Oilers make a trade, they shouldn't be giving up prized assets for DeBrusque. I could see a trade where it might be he's been benched. Well, look at the Oilers have been benched who have had some trouble. Maybe maybe you're going to move a player like Zach Cassian for DeBrusque. Would that work for, for both teams? But I wouldn't see giving up like blue chip assets at this point for Jake DeBrusque. Interesting. Uh, what would your thoughts be? And Eric Stahl's name got put out there by Pierre Lebrun yesterday. What sort of digging have you done on him? I don't, I, you know, to evaluate a player's defensive play, you've got to watch video of him for 10, 20 games to get a real sense of what he's doing. And I haven't done that with Eric Stahl. And, you know, the Oilers are doing that, so they'll have a, they'll have a good sense of it. But um, his offensive numbers are pretty good for the last year and a half. He's still, uh, you know, like a second-line forward, and he's a center. So he could be a real solution for the Oilers. As Ken Holland said, Jujar Kerr has done a good job at third-line center. Haas is good at fourth-line. I don't think they have a problem there. But if they get stall, they could move Hopkins to the wing on a second line um, with Pugliarvi. And, and, and if Eric Stahl is, if he's still a strong defensive player, Bob, that could be a golden move uh, for the Edmonton Oilers. All right, uh, final one for you, and it's, we're going to circle back to where we started. Uh, I know there's more vac- uh, vaccinations uh, taking place now. Is, is Canada starting to get rolling and starting to... I, I thought I saw somewhere that Canada was 60th out of like 108 sort of countries yeah. in the same... Ca- are, are we starting to get rolling here? You know what? Last week we talked about it, and I was I said so far it's the role. It's been a disgrace. It has been 60th overall when we were promised first in line is not good to say the least. But uh, the latest word out of Ottawa from Trudeau and the other people is that uh, the vaccines are going to start rolling in. We're going to start to like we're at 11,000 vaccinations a day I think right now in Alberta uh, by early April. If this supply comes, we could be closer to 38,000 vaccinations a day, Bob. So it looks like you know what the health officials are saying is that any Albertan who wants a vaccine will have one by the end of June and that's fantastic uh, obviously that's fantastic news and the implication for hockey is you know I don't I don't know when the playoffs are supposed to go if the orders would still be playing in June one would hope fingers crossed but you I would expect you could have some fans in the stands for the playoffs in Edmonton this year and I just think that's really exciting did you see the story out of Israel they're back they're back they're going it's they are well, yeah. They're up to huge level of vaccination. Texas has opened up when they only had fifteen to twenty percent. You know, once yes. you get fifteen to twenty percent vaccinated, that's all your vulnerable people, and um, hospitalizations and deaths should crash. Then, so we will be there sometime in April. Well, let's all hope that's the case, David. Thank you for your time. Thanks, Bob. From the Cult of Hockey, that is David Staples. Now, we will tell you that you can text us at any time on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for over 35 years. The number to text in is 780-496-0063. And cars cost less than Wetaskiwin. Outstanding customer service. A key to business as well. Brent Ridge Ford is a 10-time President's Award winner for customer satisfaction. 
They get it because they treat you fairly when you buy a vehicle. They offer fair prices on warranties, including insurance coverage and financing fees. Uh, they've got a terrific service department as well. They don't forget about you if something gets tweaked or goes wrong with your vehicle. So let Uncle Milt Rich, Johnny and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford lend a hand. You can reach them at one 477 I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 73 or visit BrentRidge.com. We'll take a quick time out. It is 124 in Edmonton, and this is Oilers Now. Hi, I'm Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Darnell Nurse is plus 11 this season. He's played 25-47 per game. He's got uh, about 52% Corsi on the year. Has three goals and four points in five games against Ottawa. This is going to be a tough one tonight. Ottawa is rested. They were coming in the second of a back-to-back. They've uh, changed their lines around a bit. It's going to be Norris with Kachuk and Batherson. Uh, White with Tim Stutzla and Dadnov. Tierney with uh, Dezingle and Brown. And Anisimov with Paul and Watson as Artem Anisimov draws back in. Shabbat and Zaitsev Branson with Goodbranson. That's Branstrom with Goodbranson. And then Riley with Zub and Matt Murray, who's 7 11 1, a 3.66 goals against average and an 8.85 save percentage starting against Mike Smith. Bob, uh, regarding uh, Jake DeBrus, just look at the roster and their prospects, Bob, in Boston. The Bruins seem to be building an all American lineup like the Devils and the Wild. Bring Jake home. That one comes to us from Pete. Well, you got to know your own backyard the best. And uh, there's no question that the Bruins have been. That said, uh, their top line, those aren't NCAA guys. Those those top-end guys are, um, you know, Bergeron's out of the Quebec League. Pasternak was a brilliant pick by Keith Gretzky. And uh, Brad Marchand's out of the queue as well. Uh, Jake obviously out of the Western Hockey League. They passed on Matthew Barzell in uh, 2015. So did Edmonton by trading out of that slot. Boston passed three times. That dog don't hunt. That was the story told to me. That on the heels of blowing the pick with Zach Hamill, a top eight pick, I believe, out of the Everett Silver Tips. Uh, might have been around 2007, 2008. Again, you can text us at 780 Uh... Keep texting us. Bring it in now. Haas is saying, Bob, isn't Alberta almost up to 15% vaccination now? Time to open up. Uh, I don't think the majority of the people would be that comfortable yet on that front. Uh, and I'd have to check to see if we are indeed up to 15% in the province. And Jason from Sangudo just has a way with words. Bob, it's all about perspective, says Jason from Sangudo. At least we have toilet paper in uh, March of uh, 2021. Well, uh, there is always that. Uh, yeah, it, I, I think we can see there might be light out of the end of the tunnel. What was it that uh, Bonnie, Dr. Bonnie Henry said out of uh, British Columbia, which has been a very um, deliberate moving uh, group on the whole situation with COVID? I believe she said we could get to a post-COVID world by the summer. Uh, that was a pretty interesting comment. John Shannon to talk about a new ESPN deal for the National Hockey League 
and the ramifications around it after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.